listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with JP, Giselle, and Kyrie at that time is Sports Center All Night on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, as I mentioned, Clinton Yates will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll get his thoughts on the change of a name in his hometown of Washington, D.C., football style, of course. We'll also get his thoughts about the uh, Washington Nationals and how good they could be in defending their world championship. That's Clinton Yates at the bottom of the hour. But we want to talk a little baseball with you. Of course, we'll have top stories at 11, and we'll have our hospital shout-outs next hour as well. But I was just thinking, as I was watching the uh, summer camp today for the Yankees, and I was watching... Aaron Judge return and in his first at bat take James Paxton deep into center field. And also in the first inning, Giancarlo Stanton went yard. And a couple of things went through my mind. Number one, I know it's summer camp, but Paxton in those first innings with the home runs again, right? And of course, you don't take it seriously. It's not a panic situation. Because these are things you work on. That's what you have summer camp for. That's why you work on pitches. You work on adjustments. You work on different things. Of course, you hope that it is straightened out before the regular season begins. But that's what this time is for. But it did make you think like, ooh, this is what happened last year. So, look, Paxton has to make his adjustments. He had the surgery. He's back. He is going to be a prominent person in that rotation. You need him to be on top of his game. You need the depth of that rotation. You're not sure what's happening with Tanaka. You don't know his status. Uh, He's back. He's working out. He's doing things. But even by his admission, he's not sure that he'll be ready by opening day. So, you know, look, the, the Yankees have some depth at their starting rotation. They got depth on the pitching staff. The bullpen is excellent, even though you're a little short with Aroldis Chapman sitting out with the coronavirus. But still, you're in good shape. For Yankee fans, you had to be happy, and you're saying, see, that's why we want Aaron Judge in this lineup, because of his ability to obviously hit the ball out of the park at any time. Plus, you like him because he's got a really good eye at the plate, and you like him because he doesn't swing at just any pitch. All right? So you – you you feel comfortable with him at the bat, and obviously you feel really comfortable with him in the outfield. And so he had the, the stiff neck, but he was back, looked good hitting home run, hitting a home run today. First time in four days that he was able to take some swings and play in the inter-squad game. Giancarlo Stanton, I know, is another question for Yankee fans, right? Because this guy has just not done what you expected him to do thus far. He had, in his first year, he had a pretty good first series. But then he's not really been available, right? He's had some injury issues. Last year was almost a lost year for him. And so a lot of Yankee fans, in talking to them on the air and talking to a couple of friends I have who are Yankee fans, they weren't really high on Giancarlo Stanton, right? They didn't really want him. But the Yankees felt that for the money he was making at the time, he was actually underpaid. Yeah, I know. You're raising your eyebrow, right? Yeah, he was actually underpaid. Ten-year deal. And if you look at the money that free agents would later sign, their thought process would be, hey, look, we can do with him, get him, 
He's coming off an MVP season of the National League, had over 50 home runs. And so, like, look, this is good protection for our lineup. That's what, you know, the the, the numbers say that we're supposed to do now. This is long ball city, especially during the regular season. That's how we play the game now. And so we got some guys who can hit the long ball. He's decent in the outfield, but he's going to be our DH. So we're good to go. So when you look at that and you see both of them hit home runs today, if you're a Yankee fan, you're, you know, you're like, let's go. That's what we want to see. Let's go. Even though it's just summer camp. On the other side of town with the Mets, and we'll talk about more of this in top stories, but obviously a lot of concern over Jacob deGrom leaving after one inning last night. And with a stiff back and, you know, supposed to have the MRI and we'll have the results probably tomorrow. So we'll figure out what's going on with him and and how that's going to impact the Met team. Look, you want to have Jacob DeGrom for as many starts as you can have him if you want to do well and win. He's your ace. He's the two-time Cy Young Award winner. He's been dominant. And so... If you don't have him, it puts a lot of pressure on the rest of your staff, A, and your bullpen. Because when your ace is like a Jacob DeGrom, a Garrett Cole, Scherzer, and the list goes on and on, your team feels as though every time they take them out, we're winning that game. So there's a sense of confidence. There's a sense of ability that we're going to win this. We know we've got our best guy going. We've got a great shot. If we do anything, we will win this contest. And when you have a short season that you're going into in about a week or so, all right, when you're going to have 60 games in 67 days, you want all your folks on deck ready to go. And you need them. And so you really need your ace. So obviously we're waiting to see what's going to happen with Jacob DeGrom, but Offensively, you know, you, you kind of dream as a Met fan about your lineup and your home run ability. And if your Cespedes is able to give you anything, and it seems as though in listening to him, in listening to uh, Rojas, the, the Met skipper, in listening to GM Brody Van Wagenen, they seem to think that this is going to be a good year and Cespedes is ready to go. They even expect him to play some in the field. The beauty of this is that for this year, the DH is in both leagues, so he doesn't have to play a lot in the field. And he's not, not that he's a defensive liability, but nevertheless, listen, if you can get an extra defender out there and just leave him to hit and be the DH, that's a great thing. And Pete Alonso, well, look, it's Pete Alonso. You expect him to continue his growth. You expect him to have another outstanding season. So it led me to come up with this Twitter poll question. At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Which duel will have more home runs and RBI this season? Will it be Judge and Stanton? Will it be Cespedes and Alonso? At Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Plus, you can call me as well at 1-800-919-3776. We'll come back. 
You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Bruce is in Flushing. Bruce, you're batting leadoff on 98.7. How are you? Hey, Larry. Um, some baseball predictions. I okay. want you to write this down someplace so we can compare notes later in the season. Very and good. also um, um, a hockey point about the Rangers. Mm-hmm. First on my predictions. Prediction number one. At the trading deadline, the Yankees will acquire Francisco Lindor. That's number one. Okay. I don't know. Who's leaving? What? Who's leaving? Don't know. Um, but Andohar? I think, I think you can get Lindor without Andohar, but mm-hmm. it depends because you may, you may need Andohar because Stanton's going on. Make going a deal for IL. So I don't know, but um, I think at, at, at some point the Yankees will find a way to make that happen. Okay. N- number two, mm-hmm. Aaron Judge will hit 28 home runs. Okay. You expect him to get some playing time in this year? Oh, yeah. Okay. Number three, Stan will go on the IL. <laughs> I mean, that's the easiest one I can, I can do. <laughs> that's not even fair. <laughs> <laughs> and for. Now, this is not with any malice to Mets fans, but I don't think the Mets will be making the playoffs. Why? Uh, I, I I don't trust their bullpen. Yeah. And, you know, people assume uh, Batantis is, is going to be okay. He's six foot eight, what, 260 pounds. Mm-hmm. And the thing that bothers me about his injury, they never corrected the injury with surgery. They mm-hmm. just let it heal which doesn't give it a guarantee that they actually fixed it. Yeah. It, it's all of the thing like Tanaka. Well, we're going to hope it, it's not that bad and, and that. But, you know, when you land on that foot time after time, uh, I think that's going to be a problem for Batantins at some point during the season. Yeah, you're probably right. And he also has that issue of losing his motion, you know, which which I don't have to tell you, but having covered it is, you know, if you're a Yankee fan, it's frustrating because you'll get you'll have like a bunch of appearances where he's just dominant, curveball rolling off the table, you know, blowing people away. And then he'll come out and he just can't find the plate. You know, then you get those issues where he can't cover. And so, you know, it's. It's it, Bruce, I understand what you're saying as a Met fan, but also as a Met fan, it's worth the gamble for one year to see if you can catch lightning in the bottle. And as it turns out, for a short year, uh, you know, if, 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 he, if he can recreate anything for you, listen, it, it's, it's clearly better than what they have right now. Right. It's worth the gamble. And also, if for some reason Diaz doesn't work, let's remember, Patantas is not the same picture as a closer, as he is as a setup guy. This is true. Now, let me get to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I feel the Rangers are not getting enough publicity. I think this is a team can go all the way and win the Stanley Cup. But, Mr. Hardesty, we are going to make you the Ranger coach. Okay. Who starts first game and goal against Carolina? Is it Igor, Iggy, or mm-hmm. Henrik? I would do... Uh, Iggy, because um, he was the one who led you down the stretch. Mm-hmm. But Henrik's got the experience. I, I guess we'll see, we'll see who's looking better in training camp. But my first inclination is, is Iggy. But if he did Henrik, I couldn't have much of an argument. 
I, I, it's funny we brought this up, Bruce. I talked about it last night. I'm leaning towards Lundquist, as you mentioned, because of the experience. What is he, like 10-2 and two against them uh, with a, with a 2.44 goals against or something? I was reading somewhere about that. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I, but here's my concern, and it's kind of we're on the same page. My concern is that's that Henrik Lundqvist. I don't know about this season's Henry Lundqvist with the lack of playing time, lack of consistency. I mean, he's he's a guy that gets better the more he works. And he has not worked a lot this year. And I don't know if you, you know, it's the postseason. You're rolling the dice. I, I don't know if you, I have to see how they look down the stretch, to be honest with you. But I'm leaning towards Henrik Lundqvist. I'm leaning towards Henrik Lundqvist. Wasn't his goal against average about four this year? It was. It was. This was not and, This was not vintage king. <laughs> and when he came in, he just shut down the opposing teams. He I did. mean, he had the, 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 the horrible coffee accent. He, he's over yeah. it. If he, proves to, if he proves to the coach that he's the same goaltender he was before the accident, I think I'd roll the dice and, 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 and go with the rookie. If if he proves that he is on his game the way he was before the injury, I think that you know I'm I'm not one of the folks that say you lose your your position because of injury, you know. So if he's able to show Bruce and thanks for the phone call, if he's able to show that he can continue to play at an elite level, then you have to go with the hot goalie because that's what you do in the postseason anyway. You always roll with your hot goaltender. I, but I'm just honest with you. I'm I'm partial towards Henrik Lundqvist to be in goal. But once again, I got to see how they both perform, because this it's not like we've got the rest the second half of the season going into the postseason to see how they're going to act and how they're going to perform and, and how they look. You're ready to go, okay? You're ready to go, and you have a couple of games, and then you're going in. So, you know, you have to be sure. And David Quinn. You know, if this team can pick up the momentum they had before the stoppage, all right, they could be extremely dangerous in the postseason. Extremely dangerous. But you still need a goalie that understands the seriousness of it. And as I said before, there's two different schools, right? There's one school of you know what? The young kids, they don't have the experience. I really want to go with the old guys because they know what to expect. They know how to act. They know how to deal with it. They know how to prepare for this. They, and then sometimes, you know, you get some, some guys, some young players who just, they don't know that they don't know. <laughs> right? They don't know that they're supposed to prepare this way. They're supposed to do this and they're supposed to do that. They look at it as another game. And sometimes, even though it's not just another game, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, you don't want them to put added pressure on themselves like it's the playoffs. You want them to look at it like it's, you know, this is this is a regular season game. We're playing Carolina. This is what we do. We'll beat them, and then we'll move on. So you're kind of torn between the two. But to be honest, I, I, I would lead towards Lundqvist. Leaning towards the king. I really am. I really am. 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Which duo will have more home runs and RBI this season? Is it Judge and Stanton 
or is it Cespedes and Alonzo? At NYC, Uncle L, it's clearly the Mets because I think the better question might be which duo combines to play in more games, which is not an Alonzo issue. But, Jay Blaze, it is a Cespedes issue. <laughs> and it's a judge issue. And it's a Stanton issue. So, really, it's not an issue for but, but three. It's not an issue for only one of the four people that we're talking about. Moe's in Queens. Hey, Mo, you're next on 98.7. What's up, Larry? Hey, Mo, what's going on? I'm chilling, man. How's everything? Everything is good. Thank you, sir. I just uh, feel like, you know, we're Mets fan right here, but if Stan stays healthy, man, the Yankees, no no problem for them, man. Uh, you know, Stan is one of the greatest players. Uh, not greatest, but one of the great players in today's game when healthy. They got a DH and They got DH in the AL for a reason, man. You can't play that outfield. Just DH him. You got to keep that slot up open. If you want that bat, you got to DH him. But, man, Yasiel Puig, if he don't go step on the hole again on his ranch, he could, he could, he could match Stanton. Well, I'm just hopefully, hopefully, Taylor Long is on one, one season wonder. So I'm looking forward to that and see him play those 60 games. And I'm just going to hang up and listen to you. Thank you, Larry. All right, Mo. Thanks for checking in. Listen. You would have to mention Yashel Puig is now with Atlanta, right? And so this is another bat in that very talented Atlanta lineup uh, that's going to make it tough in the division for the Mets. You know, this is, uh, you know, this is not going to be an easy run for the Mets, okay? Uh, this is not going to be easy. And you really, the thing that's really concerning to me and Bruce talked about it. And, you know, Met fans understand it. And it's because of the inconsistency of the bullpen last year. So that's why it is first and foremost in your mind about that bullpen. What's going to happen? Can they bounce back? Will they, will they get some help from more depth from the starting rotation? You know, so that's going to be another indication, too. But we'll talk about that more in a second. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Trey's in Houston, Texas. Trey is in Galveston, Texas. Trey is traveling the state of Texas, and he joins us next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. Wow, Larry, you got me like Uncle Traveling Matt on the Fraggles, man, on Fraggle Rock. (laughs) My son and I, I can remember him right now laying on my stomach and waking up in time to go upstairs and watch Fraggle Rock on HBO. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was a Fraggle Rock baby. I know they got the Teletubbies now and they got all these different, they got all these different, all these different folks. And I listened to Kay and LaGreca and all them. And, and you know, my, my grandkids are a little older, so they're not doing that type thing now. But, you know, I, 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 I'm a Fraggle Rock guy. Love Larry, Fraggle Rock. I'm, yeah, we, yeah, we are definitely a Fraggle Rock household as well. Uh, raised the children on it. It's very important. All you young parents out there, you watching Netflix and all that. Yeah, you might want to log on to Fraggle Rock. Because uh, <laughs> some classic material going on, but as I look back on it, Larry, very adult material. So please be careful. Uh, it sure the, was. That, there's, you're going to have to do some explanation, Larry. There's some, <laughs> hey, 
Hey, some splaining to do. There's some, there's some splaining to do with Fraggle Rock. Yeah, so yeah, let, let's be careful. Let's not shoot all the little five, four. Five. Look, I don't want Milo. God, I love, I love Milo DiPietro. I got of course, of course. Time. We do That's not right. want, yeah, let, Rick, easy, easy, easy. That but then again, Milo, right no, Milo, Milo's very comfortable in his skin. <laughs> Milo is extreme. Yo, shout out to Milo's mom because she had those kids laid down at the Sasso softball game. She did an awesome job. Yep. Awesome job. Yep. My, Milo's cool. Milo knows what's happening. Milo could probably Milo tell us about Fraggle Rock. Milo's a very Fraggle cool young song. guy. Yes, he is. He got, I got a lot of respect for Milo DiPietro, man. I Definitely. know he's in the bed because I, I know his father been asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Rick's in Gaga land right now. He'll hear this. That's right. Tomorrow. Yep. My, and Milo's right. listening to us. That, he's, yeah. oh, Milo's up. Milo's yeah, up. Milo's he's chilling. Up. He's chilling. He's, he's watching chilling. something on YouTube. He's, he's probably scouting hockey for his dad so he can talk about it. Absolutely. In the <laughs> gonna be, that's the next one coming. I'm telling you. That's the next DPH coming. You're right. You're right about he's that. He's a good kid. He's you a good are kid. correct. All right. You ready to go to work? Yes. Let's do it, my friend. All right. So we're going to stay in Long Island today. We're headed out to Mather Hospital. And the reason why I wanted to talk about um, Charles T. Mather Hospital tonight, uh, Trey, is because they're doing some great work there. And they also have a, a substance abuse center. And it is, as you have noticed, and a lot of people have talked about that, that that is also an issue that has come out of this virus. There are some folks who have been dealing with some, you know, some substance abuse issues, um, alcohol and above. So, you know, the folks at Mather Hospital are doing a great job there on both sides, from the medical side, okay, and from helping you get squared away and get back to normal because this pandemic has affected people in different ways. And so we give them a shout out for the folks in the hospitals, as we always do with those people who are doing great work, the, the doctors, the, the, the nurses, the orderlies, everybody involved in in putting their life on the line to save our lives. But we also want to give a nod to folks who are doing something on the on, not in the not in the first responder role, but the auxiliary responder role, which is an offshoot of what has been some of the damage and, and, and repercussions of this COVID-19 virus. I agree with you, Larry. hundred. I agree with you. I think it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of things that come out of this more than death, which is, I mean, the ultimate, right? Yeah. But I mean, why? <laughs> Just watch. You know, you you have people that have been in their homes now for five, going on six months, right? Yeah. And yeah. haven't had a chance to to talk to people like they used to, mm-hmm. and that talking helps, Larry. And when you it can't does. do that, and when you're cut off from people, some people take it a little. They take it different than others, you know. They do. So yeah, we and, definitely want to shout those healthcare professionals out tonight. And, and plus, Trey, it's 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 also how some people just deal with their problems, and you know, now you don't have a job, and right. and now you're worried about how you're going to pay your bills, and and so there's just other things, and you know, it it like you said, you're not talking with someone, so you're trying to internalize those issues, and Trey, that's that's not going to help either, because guess what. When that wears off, the problems are still there. That's right. That's right. And then, like we always preach, man, mental health is wealth. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, we definitely shout out those those healthcare professionals, man, because that's a whole nother onion they got to peel right there. Yes, indeed. A whole nother onion. Yes, and it will indeed. go unseen. Believe it. It will go unseen, as, as most things like that do. You know, we kind of breeze over those things, but those are very important. So Absolutely. That's a, that's a good thing that you're shouting that out, Larry. 
Thank you, sir. We're going to stay in Houston tonight. Um, Houston Methodist Willowbrook Hospital. Um, this is a, high, a very, a very well run hospital. Um, going through a lot though, Larry. You know what I'm saying? Is they got 480 beds, and you know they're being stretched to the limit right now because mm-hmm. you know things are getting you know a little little different. You know, right, so right. you know you know we're getting help from other other states now. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, it's, it's serious. You know. And uh, we were wrong. You know, the heat didn't take it away. You know, we were wrong about a lot of things, you know. Yeah. So it's going to be imperative that we lean on these healthcare professionals that, that are out here at these hospitals, you know, where you shouted out tonight, where I'm shouting out, you know, we really got to keep that in mind, man, that these people have the best intentions for us. And we have to listen and pay attention to our bodies as well. And, you know, if you are feeling yeah. bad, you need to stay at home. And if you know there's certain things that you got to do, you got to do them, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. we just want to keep that in mind, and then we'll get through this together. So I just wanted to shout them out tonight because they're stressed out hospital down in Houston. So. Yeah, they are. And and our prayers go out to them in Houston and in Arizona and in you know, California, California yeah, Florida, and, and all the all the states, Trey, where it's, it's, it's just had taken a turn. You know, we it just is. hope that, uh, you know <laughs> – Gosh, and this is not even the second wave, Trey. Nah, nah, it's the first wave, Larry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, which is is insane. It's it's hard to fathom sometimes. It is. So, you know, and maybe, you know, the sports coming back will be a nice little respite, little, uh, whew, okay, for a hot second, you know, three hours, man, and then you got to get right back to life. You know, it is is what it is. You know, we just, but we respond to react, man. We're strong people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got to respond and react, man. But uh, we definitely got to listen to those healthcare professionals. Last well, Trey, night, maybe Larry, you... well, well, Trey, maybe two hours because some of these players are going to have it too, and that's going to be involved in some of the games that yeah, we're going to see Larry, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you had a call last night, Larry, right after I got off, and he brought up Cam Newton. Yes. Okay. Let me. <laughs> this generation is real funny, right? You know, what I'm saying I don't want to sound like the old man on you know get off my lawn type stuff, right? But get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, get off my lawn, dude. Stop talking. It's not like Cam was like on a deserted island and then somebody found him and brought him back. Dude, you've been raggedy body for the last three and a half years, three and a mm-hmm. half seasons. You know what I mean? The last really good season you did have was your MVP season. Yeah. And we all recognize what kind of talent this man is. This man is lightning yes. in a bottle. You understand? Mm-hmm. He's going to win healthy. You know, <laughs> but come on, Larry, win healthy. When I'm healthy, Larry, I'm awesome. When you're healthy, Larry, you're awesome. Absolutely. Fact of the matter is, Larry, we get up and them bones get to creaking, don't they, Larry? Oh man, a little bit. Okay. So, uh, sound like firecrackers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, you throw the fourth up in here. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you, but Larry, you can't, you can't expect this man to come back and be 2015 Cam. But I mm-hmm. see the pressure that he's putting on himself, and that's fine because athletes yeah. do this. That's just like we saw in the last dance. Athletes do this. This is how they get their thing up. This is how they get their thing together. This is so. Mm-hmm. This is part of their process. So and I understand that, Larry, but, man, just stop with the videos that you've been wronged and you've been looked over and yeah. you've been done wrong by yeah. – man, come on, Cam. Really? Yeah. You've been hurt, brother. Yeah. You've been injured. You know, you can't help nobody when you're injured or hurt. Nope. You know, and, and, and the best way to show that you're back is to go out and have a ball-out season. Right. So I'm expecting big things from him because he's talking a good game, man. Everybody is cutting WWE promos right now, Larry. This is hilarious. <laughs> it really is. Slow-mo workouts. You know what I'm saying, Larry? I mean, I mean, these things are edited to perfection. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got the yep. sweat glistening and everything. This is really sad, Larry. Get these guys back in the field so they can get out of the video room, really? man. Because really? we got, we're building a lot of Spielbergs and Spike Lees out here, too, man. It's ridiculous, Larry. And here's the thing is that we understand. It, it's, it's, and it's, it's so fascinating, Trey. You look at Cam Newton, and it's like he's already comparing himself to what Tom Brady did in New England. Stop! <laughs> and, and nobody's expecting you to be Tom Brady. They just want you to be Cam Newton. Yes. Because that, Cam right. Newton has some things that Tom that, that, that Brady doesn't have. Okay? I agree like with, movement. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I, you I, know, just he, be he you. He's uh, uh, the OC. What's his name? Uh, McDaniels. Yeah. What's his name? Yep. yep. Okay. McDaniels. He's mm-hmm. going to be able to open it up yes. with this guy when healthy. You always got to yep. put that in front of it. When, when healthy. healthy. He's going to be able to open it up. Mm-hmm. But that being said, Larry, with him talking the way he's talking and defenses are, are going to start keying on him doing those things, man, get the backup ready, man. This dude going to miss three games if we play. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna miss three games, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, but but that's the way he plays. We get that. I yeah. would just say let's just cut out the Ric Flair promos and let's just get to work, man. I mean, we're we're doing a little too much right now. So yeah. for he, me, and I'm the old guy, realize. man. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it, man. We all on snappy face and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, like my man Belichick. Snappy face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we gotta do what we gotta do, Larry. I understand it's the kids' game, man. I'm just, I'm just yeah. an old man watching, man. So it don't, it don't really matter what I think, man. But it's just, just my two senses on. Well, listen. Here's what we know. He better do it now, because once he hits New England, he will be shut down. There'll be no, <laughs> no snappy chat or, or nah, or, none or, of that snappy or done links or you know. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be locked down. Hey, Belichick would take his phone like they used to do. Remember that, man? When the when the principal would take something that you value, yeah, exactly. real thing, take yep. it, put it in his That's office. Right. That thing gonna be in Belichick's office, man. That's right. You, don't mess and with listen, that, don't mess with the hood. And, and and after another situation, Trey, and thanks for the phone call. We'll talk again. After another situation where some video was taken of some people on the sidelines, there may not be any cameras on the sidelines for the for the Patriots this season. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.